0: Jack Harrison, action actor and stunt coordinator on three stunt teams. I played the character Idiot in the movie Dismal, and you'll listen to Gruesome Hurt Song.
1: Aka Gruesome Herzog, my very special guest is a up-and-coming, uh, phenomenal young filmmaker, Kyle Heitonen from the good old Canada. Kyle, how are you?
0: I'm not too bad. How are you today?
1: Stu- uh, superb, actually. Other than the website wants to be, keep crashing on me, but other than that, we were doing fine.
0: You were going to say stupendous. I think there. I think there was
1: de duper stupendous.
0: You make it any worse. Right? <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: Remember Barney? Uh,
0: I do, I do, actually. I was yeah, more, yes. I don't know, I was more uh, Power Rangers.
1: Um, oh, oh, well, see, the know. reason why I know that is because my daughter at the time, when she was young, we're little, mm-hmm. used to watch it all the time, <laughs> and he would say, super dee duper stupendous. Oh, sorry, getting out of my character here, but <laughs> what the hell? But uh, you have a film that I've seen, uh, Called Follow. Mm-hmm. It's one of these found footage films in the woods, mm-hmm. and uh, it ended up being uh, selected into the Hillbilly Horror Show yeah. Volume Three, which it was released on August first. Yeehaw! haw That's their, That's their slogan. slogan. Yeah. So then, what happens is uh, you contacted me last. Week. Yeah, in fact, it was last Thursday. Cause I knocked it out last Thursday. Is you asked me to do the voiceover for the trailer of your newest film, mm-hmm. Massacre at Femur Creek. Yes. And uh, i love to see that. The uh, trailer is available, obviously. You debuted it, I think, on Saturday, mm-hmm. was it? Yep. Yes. And I've been hoarding around like a whore. <laughs> uh, not because of me doing the voiceover, it's because. It has that '80s throwback feel that I absolutely fucking love.
0: Nice, nice. There. I mean, and a part of it is is that 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 voiceover just kills it. That's what just puts it over the top, I think. Um, but yeah, that's that's the goal that I was trying to achieve with it. It was trying to make it that uh, give it that that vibe to it. And it's not a it's not an '80s. It doesn't make fun of the '80s. It doesn't. no, uh, no, no. It doesn't. Hey, we're in the '80s kind of thing. Like it's it's as if you know, we brought a whole bunch of cameras back to eighty four and, and made a movie, you know, and try to catch that time and that's the difference I think with this one as opposed to a lot of those eighties films that we see in this genre, you know, they're kind of like, Hey, this is nineteen eighty four, so let's let's talk about, you know, Cindy Lauper and, and things like that, things that are happening at this exact moment. So
1: oh, what I liked about that trailer from what I've seen is in nineteen eighty four I was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. So the scenery that you see there is so real. It's so real. You had the Polaroid camera. <laughs> you had the woods, the campfire. I mean, I missed them days as a kid. But uh again, that's what uh, really I really enjoyed about the trailer is uh, you know, when you go back to 84, a lot of people who make films from 84 don't really know the era of 84. They don't really do their homework. They do it to a point, but they kind of like blended in with today's society. Mm-hmm. And it works to a point, but the way you did it, you had it to where when I was watching, I was thinking, damn, <laughs> I remember those days, but uh, a, a well done trailer. It, it, I'm kind of anxious to see it. Oh, um, awesome. And, um, Hopefully the newscaster, I mean, the weatherman works out on that. That would be pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, oh, he's, he's going to be in it for sure now. He's, um, he's going to be, be kind of like in the background, and he does sort of give a little bit of a foreboding um, foreshadow <laughs> there with the, the lines that he says. We, we won't spoil it, but... Uh, no,
1: well, weatherman back in... I mean, I was thinking, when I was doing that last week, I was thinking, damn... I can remember the weather people back in the 80s. I mean, of course, they don't say the one line that I had to say, but, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, like like today, you know, it's like, you know, you know, I've done a, quite a few of them that uh, never uh, – I've done a, quite a few voiceover works for roles in movies, and uh, uh, after you do all that work, they proceed to sell it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. and uh, And it was nice that when you asked me – I was thinking, okay, I'll do it, but chances of it being put out there is probably slim to none because, you know, I've had two prior experiences, which I don't hold grudges against nobody. It is what it is. You know, it upsets me that I did all that work and then it doesn't get put out there. But when you said you're going to do what you do and you did it, and I really admire you for you know, sticking to your word, and I'm not saying because of me. I'm sure your actors are the same way. That mm. hey, Kyle, thanks for you said you could put me in your movie. I auditioned and you we, and we did it. Thank you. Because a lot of that happens. You know, you might uh, um, you might have a friend that comes into town. Oh, well, I'll, I'll put you in a the movie. Then X we'll somebody else out. You know, you know, and and not you know. What I mean, I'm just saying that it happens. It's independent film. It's yeah, you no know, budget, no budget. And I mean, but the ones that Uh, do what they say are the ones that to me are the ones that are real and uh, understand that when you have an agreement you know be a man and and stick follow through I mean uh, that's just my opinion and I people know who I am and I ain't afraid to say what I feel uh, to a point I mean I had to I have to be careful because I can really go nuts but again thanks a lot but follow. I can't remember how you came across me. I think it was through. Um, who was that? Who told you? I can't um, remember. I
0: think it was Shar Shar Harden.
1: That's it. Yeah,
0: because uh, I was kind of cons- you know throwing uh, experimenting with getting it reviewed and seeing who you know who wanted to check it out. And she had she had she had read done it and she liked it. And then uh, she had uh, ref- referred you to meet to you.
1: Right, and then it's the funniest thing. It's happened, so uh, quite a few films that are in the Hibblely Har Show, like Volume 1 has some films that I reviewed years ago, that's in there. <laughs> volume 2 is the same way. I mean, I don't, Blue uh, has the last, obviously, to say on what goes mm-hmm. in, but a lot of films, uh, he'll give me a list, and I've seen so many short films uh, that I can't quite remember. You know, follow. I think there's quite a few films I reviewed with that title or close to that title. So, not saying that it wasn't good, I didn't quite catch on at first of which of who it was until I looked. So, oh shit! I remember that film. Right, right,
0: and I mean, yeah, I mean, found footage movies—they're—they're—they're they're, they're kind of a dime a dozen too. There's a lot in that ilkage that are similar, and you know, so I mean, that's 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 totally understandable too, right? And yeah. then it's funny because uh, Michael Halberferner? H- Halber, yeah he had uh, he had reviewed follow as well and then i guess um he was uh i guess putting the word out there about hillbilly that's how i got involved in hillbilly is michael had thrown my name out to to blue so i had contacted blue with with follow at the time so that's how that kind of yeah. came to be as well so it's like this weird this little and that's what I love about this this independent horror community it's everybody kind of knows okay this person oh yeah contact them call them give them an email and it's it's awesome like it's never it's never to the point where you get ignored or shut down or you get a response back from somebody regardless and usually it's always a positive too which is great
1: Yeah and listeners Michael he mentioned runs a site called Research My Trash. Mm-hmm. We've been working, we've been working side by side for about two and a half years now. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I see something that he didn't see, I pass it on to him, oh, nice. and vice versa. So Michael has been a straight legit uh, reviewer and one of my uh, silent partners per se, as you know, as far as the reviewing circle. Because there are reviewers out there that review a film and 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 uh, they want to beat up first one. Or they don't <laughs> want to share it.
0: <laughs> it's yeah. so
1: sad but uh, Michael is the man. And listeners, go to www.hillbillyharrshow.com. You can rent a volume three with his film Hollow in it. <laughs> it was, came live on August 1st so definitely check that out. Get Off My Porch is an Earth, Patrick Ray, and uh, a film with Lynn Lowry in it and then one's called Grubble. Rumble, mm. humble, hungry. I'll, I'll get killed. I can't quite remember. Just it
0: character, and you'll be fine. You can... <laughs>
1: yeah, there you go. <laughs> but you know what? Hillbilly Horror Show, I think, it has really um, is helping the indie filmmakers like yourself. Oh,
0: absolutely! Yeah,
1: a lot of filmmakers make short films that uh, that just put them on YouTube after the funer- uh, festival circuit. And that's as far as it goes, mm-hmm. and there are a bunch of nice, nice, good short films that even students make that, you know, the quality's not up to par, of course, but see, but when I review a film, I don't go by the quality, I go by the story, and I'm very different than most reviewers, because I understand that a no-budget film is not going to be perfect, unless you can pull favors. Yeah. The majority of them are, it's somebody's baby, somebody's passion, somebody's, idea that that they want to put out on the screen and i love strictly love watching absolutely barely zero budget films that i know has problems but being a reviewer and being in industry myself i'd love to see what they can do with nothing Mm -hmm. you know i'm just i just love the independent films i don't too much focus on high-end Probably haven't in the last four Occasionally, I might watch one, like I watched a Hitchcock movie that I wanted to see how they portrayed Alfred Hitchcock in. Oh, okay. I watched yeah, that yeah. one, which I thought was pretty pretty phenomenal, especially in um, you know, the movie. But, uh, uh, you know, you have uh, The Hobo and The Clown. It's available on YouTube to watch. Actually, I have it posted on my website for people to watch there, oh, nice. along with um, – um, there I go again – The uh, cloud. Hold on. Oh, Bury, Bury the Sky? <laughs> Bury the Sky. Sorry, folks. Yep. Bury the Sky is a cute little short film that people who don't like horror uh, can go check that on my site. It's about a little boy with a slingshot, and I'll say no more than that, but I thought that was really cute. Uh, I like how you started off, you just, you tampered. You, you just, just, you know, make something, and, 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 and then you led up to Hollow. And now you're leading up to uh, Massacre at Femur Creek. Yeah. I love that ending, that trailer, by the way. I love that old-style 70s. Oh, yeah,
0: the uh, freeze frame and the...
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm babbling on, but, uh, Kyle, I can see uh, a a good full feature in your future. I think that uh, a lot of filmmakers' stepping stones are making short films and to see if they have the right... uh, uh, you know, like right camera and, and right team, and and uh, to know that hey, I made three short films, it looks phenomenal, people love it, then that gives you the encouragement to go ahead because doing a full feature takes more money, obviously, more time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can see a, a full feature coming from you very in the near future.
0: Awesome, yeah, and that's that's definitely the plan, you know. And I think I want to try my you know a stab at one more short and. Even from yeah. what Femur Creek was, where I, you know, I raised I raised uh, money through that uh, Indiegogo to make that one. Um, so yeah, I want to try to double double what I do with Femur Creek to the next film, and then yeah, I'd like to kind of take a, a stab at doing a feature. So that's that's hopefully that's on the horizon. Definitely.
1: Now, you have one called Last Call that you're an actor in. Oh yeah. What is? What is that exactly about?
0: Um, actually, that's uh, that's a friend of mine. His uh, he was actually one of the camera guys on uh, Femur Creek. His name's Craig F. Watkins, and um, it's a short that he directed just uh, earlier this year, and it was kind of an experiment for him. He uh, he went in with uh, an actor friend of his, and they rented a hotel room and they got a shitload of booze and uh, some other uh, other pharmaceutical. Elements and uh, just thought, okay, let's what can we do with the camera and a hotel room and a night? Let's see what we can do. And they made a film about an actor. Um, it's all kind of done through the perspective of the actor and his telephone, his cell phone. And the whole thing takes place in the hotel room. Um, oh, wow. And uh, he's an actor listening to his voicemails, responding to um, what's going on. In his life, through the, these voicemails, through his agent, through his family, through his girlfriend, and uh, I won't say anymore. I'll I'll pull the gruesome hurt song. I won't say anymore. <laughs> you but, like that, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I got to play in. Uh, I got to do the a voice. You know, that's funny that we were uh, going to this direction. Um, <laughs> I got to play a voice actually in it, and it was funny because Craig um, he wanted very natural, realistic. Um, sound of the the telephones he actually had me call his cell phone and record like a script a scripted line from this uh, producer I was telling him I won't say anymore but uh, um, yeah he was he was very accurate about that he wanted me to actually call his phone and leave a legitimate voicemail and I guess he just ripped that sound and put it into the soundtrack as opposed to you know recording it clean in a microphone and then putting all the filters on it etc so that's what that film's about, and uh, I think he's—I think he wants to kind of do a little festival run with it. It's a—it's very small, short. It's only about you know five minutes long, and uh, yeah, I got to see it not too long ago actually, and uh, it turned out really good. And surprisingly, yeah, no, you know, no dialogue in the film. There's except for the phone call interactions, and uh, really well done, and, and a great performance by the actor that's in it. And
1: yeah. sweet, yeah. How about Dooleyville?
0: Dulleville. Oh, that was that's actually a feature that was shot here. I'm I'm from uh, Hamilton. That's where I'm based in Ontario, and uh, that was a feature shot. I think three years ago, three summers ago, and it was a very ambitious feature. Um, and I got to play one of the town drunks, these prospector uh wild man I had to grow this I can't grow a beard to save my life so I think I spent <laughs> I think I spent about a month trying to grow this disgusting neck beard that I had going on there just to look like an outdoorsman and uh, yeah I was playing a this role called the one of the Dawson brothers I think and we were you know just we were professional, trackers we could like pick up the scent on anybody that they were looking for this missing child in the woods so but we were just drunken buffoons so every scene that we would come in we would have a bottle of beer in our hands and we would just blah, 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 just be drunk and <laughs> I haven't seen that film actually I know it's it's finished uh, they had a premiere I think last year for it last fall but I haven't seen I haven't seen it I haven't it's a feature film though I know that like, it's a, like a 90 minute feature Uh, it was it was quite a doozy of a shoot it was a doozy of a shoot let's put it that way
1: (laughs) now 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 here's one that I've been trying to find Die Cody Die
0: Die Cody Die that's that was my first short um, shot that I think four years ago now and that I can send it to you but uh, I'm not a I'm not very proud of it it was the first short film I ever made you know, that that short, right? The first short you ever made, and you're doing everything. You're doing the camera, you're directing, yeah, you're yeah. writing, producing, editing, blah, 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 blah. So it's it's about a, a guy who has a, a louse of a roommate who lives on his couch, who doesn't leave his couch. Um, I think the line at the beginning is, Cody, Cody lives on my couch, he pays $275 a month plus utilities, I think I'm going to kill him. That's basically the plot of the movie. And his his roommate just makes his life a living hell. And he gets to the point where he wants to make die Cody die. Hmm.
1: Sounds very interesting. I mean, I know it's funny you said that because a lot of directors um, like yourself that have said it to me numerous times. where I can send it to you, but it's (laughs) not that good. I mean, it's understandable. I mean, it's your baby, but that's just, that's your perspective and, and a lot of times reviewers and other people will see it in a different side of it mm-hmm. that you know it's just true true it is what it is it is what it is but uh oh shit I love watching films no matter what like I said before no budget zero budget high budget, not high budget but middle you know it Fun, film is fun i like to just to see what uh, can be done with oh, yeah. nothing and
0: it's it's so it's inspiring too you know to see these like like you said like to see these movies that were made for 500 bucks you know and just seeing what they can come up with and the stories that you can see it's
1: oh, yeah.
0: that's the thing that like really draws me to especially the horror films because there are some really original concepts that i've seen even just like screening at film festivals where my movies playing with all the other films and right. yeah, just seeing some of the stuff that people can come up with and knowing that that movie was probably made for the same or even less than what my movie was made for you know what I mean and it's mm-hmm. that's what's really exciting and that imagine if we had $500,000 to make a feature or more etc with those kind of ideas and like like you said it's the story that counts and the characters and that's right. that to me is what I try to do as well like I'm not big on concepts I don't like I'm not a big moving I don't like moving cameras and toys and my, move, you know, sh- shots and stuff like that. Like, just put the camera in the scene and make sure everybody's in focus and just try to get something coming from that. You know, that's that's the main objective.
1: Exactly. And there's one called Paper Seeds in 2011.
0: Oh, yeah. That was actually shot just after Die, Cody, Die. See, I, that was me entering the DSLR world. I'd never, you know, shot anything on huh. a DSLR, so that was another film – that uh, it's like two minutes long, um, and it's basically about a. I originally I wanted to make that like an epic film about this guy who takes a, a one dollar bill and he rips it up, rips it up into little pieces, plants it in the ground, and then slowly a money tree would grow. You know, this money tree would grow, and there'd be all the leaves would be dollar bills on the tree. Um, but that once again was something that just sort of. We shot in a day I shot it with a friend um, out in the woods and, and it just sort of came at the end when we sh- the next scene was a two dollar bill was on the tree. That's where we left it. we just I thought eh, two dollar bill is good enough. it was it, the same message was there without having to like acquire you know all these dollar bills and tape them to a tree and so we just kind of ended it there. So it's a, right. it's a quick little no dialogue two minute short film. And then once again it was just an experiment to like see how that camera worked and Yeah, sure. You know.
1: And there's one more that I'm sure you're gonna you're probably gonna start spinning your head sideways, but they made me do it.
0: Oh, they made me do it. That uh, I don't know if I'm, i can even like uh, show it anymore because I I submitted that there was um it's a movie about Donnie Darko. You know the film Donnie Darko? Yeah. Which is uh-huh. a great uh, example of a low budget film that just is unbelievable. Uh, it was in 2000, uh, 2011 and it was they were doing the 10th anniversary uh, for Donnie Darko, the DVD, the special edition or whatever, the director's cut. And they actually had a, a competition. It was like a video competition. Um, it was going to be, if, if your film was selected, it would be on the special features of the Donnie Darko DVD. So I had made a short film about, it was basically a spoof of um private investigator private dick movies you know the gumshoes Ah, see uh ah, like 1930s style
1: yeah 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 oh see yeah
0: <laughs> and uh he's he's hired by a film reviewer uh like a film critic to investigate the meaning of donnie darko like what the movie's all about so it was kind of this homage to donnie darko homage to like 30s you know, gangster Humphrey Bogart film noirs. It was all shot in black and white. Um, so that was kind of, and that was my submission. I, I submitted it to the this competition for the Donnie Darko DVD. But obviously, I didn't get in for that. And yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't know if I can like show it publicly or whatever because of that. I don't know. And it has, um, it has the Donnie Darko music in it. it. Has clips from the film in it and stuff like that. So I don't know if it's copyright. You know, I'll get. You know, I get pulled off if I put it online or whatever. So I've never. Right, right, you know, right. That was right. yeah, that was way back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I think, I was the only person acting in it, but I played like three parts in it, I think, and yeah, four. Yeah, four parts. Yeah, it was. It was a. Uh, it was f- interesting, but it was long ago, my friend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Seems like I done it. Yeah, it's but uh, you know. I, very interesting stuff. I mean, it's just, Hollow was just a start. And, uh, that was a phenomenal film. Um, like you said, found footage is, is, is very, very common now. Hmm. And there's two Bigfoot ones that I just watched recently. And, you know,
0: Oh, was it, um,
1: what was that one? one, Will- one by the guy from, uh, Police Academy. Oh, Willow
0: one. Creek. Yeah. What did you think of that and, one?
1: <sighs> <laughs> uh i mean it, it i think willow creek could have been a short film and probably more sufficient
0: true oh that last sequence though when they're sitting in the tent oh my god that
1: that's exactly what i'm talking about that scene alone could have been a short film it would have been a it would have been a a, a masterpiece oh
0: yeah the, yeah you got a point but i i i want to go to that that town you know like they the way he shot that town like when they're kind of going in and that Bigfoot yeah. burger, I want to have a Bigfoot burger, man, I want to go there, like that, that's that such a great uh, atmosphere that he said in that film but it did, yeah, kind of
1: and there's another one too that I just reviewed that I just got in the mail um, shit oh, what the hell, I never found footage of Bigfoot, and uh, about this kid, his father was killed by the Bigfoot well he thinks it is, and everybody thinks he's a fool, so he does a documentary, him and his friends go out there, and they end up being a Bigfoot, and all hell breaks loose. Again, that's not a movie that that it starts off... I mean, I know you have to start it off mediocre, mediocre slow because you really can't show the Bigfoot too much because it'd be, it'd be silly. Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to make a flat-out comedy horror Bigfoot movie. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, at the end was very... Again, that could have been a short film as well. I mean, the, 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 the height of the story... It's phenomenal. It's just getting to that point is the tough part. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think that's with found footage movies. It's it's very. It is kind of like a, a concept that you have to have that really sort of sells to do a feature film. You know, like even Paranormal Activity is. You know. I've never seen them. No, the first the <laughs> first one is is solid. The first one is as solid as you can get for like a found footage. I don't know. i. I don't know. I sometimes I, d- I delve into those as well, right? Sometimes I dive into the the, the cheesiness of of Hollywood, and that one just <laughs> that one is yeah. delivers the goods for sure.
1: And and for the budget they had and the money they made, it's phenomenal. Yeah,
0: and like you say, it's all in the back of your head. Whatever your imagination makes up, that's what counts. And yep. that movie had the imagination going for sure.
1: Awesome. Now, is there anything else that you have planned after Massacre at Femur Creek? Um, no.
0: I'm uh, actually doing a super short in a couple weeks, and I've never I've never done this before. Uh, it's not a film that I wrote. It's not a film that I'm involved in. The pre-production of so I'm kind of like a director for hire for this one, although I'm not getting paid for it. So I'm kind of going right. in just as a director on this one. So it's and it's a super short, like it'll be you know maybe five minutes long, and it's kind of in another in this genre of horror. It's about a, a young girl that gets kicked out of her apartment and she uh, she finds a room for rent at this gothic looking house and this mm. odd looking landlord, and of course fill in the blank after that. I won't say anything else.
1: Right, right, right. But,
0: uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting to kind of go into that film. It's called Room for Rent. And it's, yeah, it's interesting to go to a film that's... Ne- I've never... I don't... I've seen the script, but I, I didn't write it. Uh, right. I, I'm not producing it. I'm not involved in casting it or anything like that. So I'm just kind of... I'm going to be on set that day, and I've got my shot list, and that's basically it. So it'll be different to kind of try that. It's an experiment to see... You know, how much all these other films are my passion, babies, you know, that I've hummed and hawed over for months at a time before we even start rolling on the camera. So right. this will be different. So that and then um, putting together the next short that I want to do with um, trying to get uh, grant proposals done for that to see if I can get uh, raise some money through grants to produce the next one.
1: Nice. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. And that's that's about it on the horizon for now. And just being me, I guess, just living the life and yeah, enjoying yeah, I mean,
1: it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you got I mean, you got body of work. I mean, uh, it's pretty cool that uh, your films in the Hillbilly Horror Show because that's I know Volume One's going to be released on DVD on October 21st, mm-hmm. and of course. Volumes two and three will be two eventually.
0: Yeah, and it's it's, it's hitting you. It's in the UK now, I think, and
1: India. Oh, nice. I yeah, I shouldn't have said that. I just found out that. Uh, I'll, I'll just say it. Fuck it. Um, yeah. It's going to be released into the India in India, and they're in market too. Oh wow, that's so yeah, quite interesting. That's a so. huge.
0: Like that's like probably bigger than Hollywood. The market there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's insane. So it's going to be. So it's uh, I I, I did notice that um, since the Hillbilly Horror Show was released, it's funny how many friend requests I get. It's uh, you know, I'm getting these emails. Hey, Scott, do you have a poster that you can sign? It's like, oh man, uh-huh. it's, it's like, oh come on. I'm flattered by that, but uh,
0: well, you get you guys should do like a um, convention tour. That'd be yeah. a good boost, right? Like.
1: We we uh, I mean uh, there's some in my area that I have to go to after the busy season, but that's in the making. So I'll be going in my Cephas costume, <laughs> <laughs> Stay in care. Get those watches out
0: again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shut up! Those watches were heavy. Uh, but you seen Volume Three, of course, right? Yep. Did you Did you catch that one scene that I improvised when she had the headphones on? Did you? See? I laugh at that scene every time. Where I'm <laughs> a Little Jake, little dance. Oh my god! Laugh, I laugh at myself and that one. That's
0: good though. That's what. That's that makes it fun though, right? When you know you enjoy doing it, and now you can enjoy sitting back and watching it, like as opposed that was to
1: spontaneous. That was fun. <laughs> that was even. I just did it. It was kind of funny, but uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm 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 very happy that the uh, follow is in volume three. Um, yeah, me too. So we got something. We got connection there, and a connection again and again. So, Mm -hmm. and yeah, the the more
0: that people uh, check that stuff out, then the more it'll keep on going too, which is huge. And yeah, like it's a it's a huge thing for independent filmmakers to like. I mean, even just you know getting that like when Blue contacted me and said, "Yeah, let's let's do this. Let's get it on there." And I mean, getting that con, you know, the 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 agreement, you know, you're signing it, sign on the dotted line. Like it's just so it is like. That was like one of my goals with, with Follow was to kind of get it somewhere out there where I wasn't responsible for getting it out there. You know what I mean? Like getting right. some kind of distribution for it. And that's that's awesome. You know, like it's it's a huge thing for uh, an, an independent filmmaker to have that like support from other filmmakers that are, you know, doing something that hopefully will, yeah, be a, a staple in this industry you know like there how many seasons could you do of hillbilly horror show you could go on forever
1: there's yeah, There's a thousand and one
0: movies out there to choose from. Right?
1: Exactly right. And, and I think when Blue contacted me back in November or December, hey, I have an idea. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, well, being a reviewer and seeing short films and knowing that short films don't go nowhere, except for in the film festivals and then they go online. And, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot, a lot of filmmakers, believe it or not, don't want to make money off their off their short films. It's kind of weird. But, I mean, I approached a couple of them and they're just not interested. It's, it's, it's kind of weird. But... Mm-hmm. um but again, yeah, you're right. There's always short films being made, always. And I think this is a great idea that Blue came up with. Mm-hmm. And he said, Are "You interested? I said, Fuck yeah, I'm interested. Fuck yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I, you, know, you know, and uh, that's how it started. So we, we, like I said, we we started shooting Hillbilly Horror Show on uh, January 30th, and uh, it's going pretty strong. I mean, we have a game app and uh, coming out next month for the Android and the iPhone.
0: Nice.
1: Uh, Fetching Lulu, it's called. So that's coming out. To, <laughs> So, yeah, so uh, who knows, you know? Yeah, exactly. Rolled your oyster and uh, you just got to just work hard and promote like crazy and hopefully it picks up more and more and more.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
1: Same goes for Massacre at Femur Massacre Creek.
0: Massacre at Femur Creek. Gonna be,
1: that's going to be a – I think it's going to be a fan favorite in the festivals.
0: Yeah, so. I'm excited for that. And that's – that's that's if you know, speaking of Hitchcock, remember that scene in Hitchcock, the movie – when he's sitting there and he's watching, he's listening to the audience watching Psycho and the shower yeah. scene. Like, that, I, I almost teared up when I saw that scene. Because that's, like, that's a film, that's the only time a filmmaker, a director or whatever, can kind of have that moment is when the audience reacts, right? So, like, right. I hope people are just laughing their asses off at this movie and, and being creeped out at certain parts and just having, a you know, a good time with it. That's the, that's the goal. You know, it's not an artistic film. It's not... It you know it's not going to reinvent the wheel. It's just a good time and and an homage to at a time that we all grew up enjoying and and loving and yeah that's the goal with this movie. So hopefully it is. Hopefully it will be.
1: Well, Psycho in 1960 is very similar to independent films today. If you look, if you, same goes with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean it's the same difference. I mean as far as the budget wise, it's mm-hmm. very similar.
0: Oh yeah, and I mean. Kind of like oh, I don't know if we should be doing this. I don't know. <laughs> it's work out.
1: Yeah, well, I interviewed Terry McMinn. Um Of course, we all know that uh, uh, Marilyn Burns passed away. Yeah, unexpected the other day, and uh, Terry McMinn was was the other was one of the other cast members. The girls in that movie that was on the meat hook.
0: Oh, okay, right, right.
1: Um, we had a great chat about uh, Chainsaw Massacre. Then we also I also interviewed um, Danny Pearl. The cinematographer oh, for yes. Chainsaw Massacre, and I've heard a lot of backstory, but man, when I seen that posted that she passed away like that unexpected, I mean, that, my heart just dropped. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just it's crazy, but that movie has outlived its potential. I mean, what I mean is when that movie was made, no one thought this movie would go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And now, thirty some, forty some years later, it's an iconic movie. Yeah, and
0: they just they put out a new uh, remastered. I think it's a four K transfer of it. It's doing like a tour right now across North America. Like it's it's never looked or sounded any better than it has now. You know, so it's getting a new resurgence again.
1: Facelift. Mm-hmm. you said, "Yeah, awesome." Hey, you know, if you got a project, a project that uh, is. I mean, that's just a prime example. I mean, they made money on it now, of course. Oh, for sure. I mean, I mean, a budget was a little, was higher than what we think it was back in the 70s, but um, it just goes to show that you can make a short... The Massacre at Femur Creek could be... I mean, I know it's a short film, but it could be a, 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 a an iconic cult film. Yeah. I mean, you never know 20 years from now. You just never know. Yeah,
0: you never... And I mean, there's a whole other element of a backstory in that, so I mean, that could be something... If people like it, you know, if somebody wants to throw money at a feature of that film, let's do it. Because I got the script. We're ready to go on this side.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, Kyle, it was a great talking to you. Huh? Yes, I mean, uh, you as well, sir. It's just uh, you have a bright future. Just keep plugging away. Plugging away. Are you, are you familiar with Taron Langan? Taron? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's another up and coming youngster. Oh yeah, I love uh Love fondue. Yeah, he has a new one too that you watch. It's pretty damn good. It's,
0: it's out there right now. Yeah, male I'm gonna try
1: and pronounce it because <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: It's something of witches. That's what, that's what I call it. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard like it's all over right now. Like everybody's reviewing it, and it's just getting like crazy reviews and. Uh, and yeah he's he's I, I love that concept of not doing any dialogue and like i've that would be an amazing thing to pull off in a feature you know a feature film with absolutely no dialogue that would be uh, you just sign me up for that that would be amazing to see so if that's something once again like maybe down the road that's something he has planned um but yeah we uh we have some mutual friends and i i met him not too long ago at a at a film festival and Sweet. Talked about talked about our 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 scars on the road of promoting our movies and all that. So,
1: mm. oh yeah, there's scars. Yep. But scars make you make you work harder. That's just the bottom line. Absolutely. They knock you down. You get back up faster every time. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. So. Kyle, great talking to you. Thanks for coming. You on, as
0: well, Matt. Scott Gruesome. Thank you.
1: Uh, yep. Keep in touch and uh, you know just keep chucking away, keep plugging away.
0: Absolutely. And I'll send it all your way.
1: <laughs> all and right, don't buddy.
0: forget to keep your ears out on the radio in 1984 in Massacre at Femur Creek for Scott Geeter playing Weatherman. 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 And I
1: can't say what the lines are, but you might laugh your ass off.
0: Yes, hopefully. It all depends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, buddy. Thank you. Okay, take care. Take care. We'll see you.